Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Coming up on 4 o'clock on this wonderful Friday afternoon in the big city, February 23rd, as we march closer and closer to March and March Madness and spring training games. I am actually very excited that there are spring training games on TV. Like, that pumps me up. I get very, very excited. I got my scorebook ready. My son's got his scorebook ready. Yeah, we tried to watch it yesterday, and the Dodgers destroyed the Padres. That doesn't count, though. It wasn't even a fun game to watch. But also, like, Dodgers-Padres spring training, that doesn't do it for me. No. What does it for me, and I think what does it for maybe, I don't know, 2% of the audience, is seeing our team. Yes. That Yankee jersey if you're a Yankee fan. That jersey if you're a Met fan. And maybe for some of us, it only takes five minutes for you to say, okay, I'm over it. But in that initial moment of seeing baseball on TV... There's something special, Tiki. Well, to me, it's the the atmosphere. Every time I go to a baseball game, I get enamored by like the beauty of the field. Oh, and yes. and the diamond, right? It's football fields are different. They're kind of just rugged. You don't think of them as beautiful. Yeah, they're just kind of a field. That reminds me of the George Carlin jokes, where he'd say George Carlin would be like, "Football is a gridiron, <laughs> right? It's a gridiron, and baseball is a diamond. It's a diamond, and it was obviously exactly. done to mock baseball, right. but but you know what I mean, but. You notice it, yeah, right. The gra- the grass is perfect, yeah. It's trimmed, it's lined sometimes. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You got the dirt. It's like perfectly, I don't know, granulated, manicured. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So being at a baseball game just ha- it feels like an elegant sport. It does. And so once spring training comes around, you start to feel I don't know baseball. Well, also it's cold outside and it's yeah. winter. Well, so not, to be well, able to put your here. TV on and see no, but what I'm saying yeah, yeah, is when yeah. you put it on your TV. And you see it, it's such a beautiful thing. Now, one cloud that may overhang spring training for the New York Met fan is Pete Alonso. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a reason, if you're watching on SNY, hello SNY, or listening on the radio, I'll describe it. I have an animal growing on my face. Mm-hmm. It's been going on for a few months now out of loyalty to Pete Alonso because I really want the Mets to extend him. Mark Hoare goat beard. A what beard again? Mark Hoare. M-A-R-K. A Mark Whore goat beard. I have a Mark Whore goat beard on my face. 
And it's very, very disturbing. And it's there because I'm waiting for the moment where Pete Alonzo signs. In fact, I'm ready. Look, here's my razor. I got it in a bucket. Uh-huh. And as soon as he extends, I'm going to go to town on my face. And I can't wait. Go to town on your face. That's right. I'm going to shave this whole thing off, and I'm going to be very, very happy. The Mark Hoare is going to go to town on his face. Giannotti would eat me out. Stop playing that. I misspoke. What do you want me to tell you? So Steve Cohen spoke for the first time in a long time about Pete's contract situation. He did it on a brand-new Mets podcast that, in this case, was hosted by the great Howie Rose. And so Steve Cohen was asked right off the top, do you want to keep Pete Alonso? And here's what he we said. Want, we, want, we want to keep him. I mean, you know, he's an important part of our team today and hopefully in the future. And and we know the fans feel strongly about him. And so, uh, but he earned the right, you know, to explore his value. Um, you know, a lot of these players only get one real shot to explore their value. And that's at their free agency year. And, and so... He's hired Scott Boris, and, you know, Scott's known for mm-hmm. trying to maximize value for his client. And so, yeah, I don't expect anything to transpire uh, before Pete reaches free agency. We're always open to <laughs> no. conversation. And, but, I, you know, I mean, he's earned the right to explore his value, and I'm highly supportive of all players doing that. And just like we ended up figuring it out with Edwin Diaz and Brandon Nimmo, you know, it'd be my hope that we do the same with Pete. All right. So you know what I took from that, Evan? I'm very scared based on your little <laughs> smirk. <laughs> it's not about smirking. It seems like when we heard Pete Alonzo talking, he's like, oh, my door is open. Come, let's have a conversation. I'll listen. We'll listen. He said that a lot. He said it a lot. We'll listen. Yeah. The reality is, is that they're not listening. Scott Boris doesn't want you to, doesn't want the Mets to offer him anything. Scott Boris has a reputation of taking uber mega stars like Pete Alonzo to free agency so that they can explore how much their free market value is. How big can it, can this number actually get? And you're not going to do that having a conversation with just one team. And so while Pete can say, yeah, I want to be here, come talk to us, he's lying. Because Scott Boris is saying, you are going to free agency. And David, and not David Stearns, but Steve Cohen just confirmed that. Right by saying he's earned the right to you know go explore what he's gonna do. Mm. I hope he hits five whatever fifty five home runs and forces me to do my work in free agency type of thing. This is clearly a Scott Boris uh, action that's keeping the Mets and Pete Alonso from coming to any kind of negotiated truce or contract before he hits free agency. It's not happening. And it's not the Mets' fault. So what should I do with the Razor? Get you, rid of it? I mean, you take that home because you ain't shaving anytime soon. Great. <laughs> <laughs> he, is, he is not signing until well, this season is over. First of all, you and call. this is what Boris does. Well, Scott Boris has signed long-term contracts before free agency. It's happened before. I do not want to hear about Jose Altuve. Okay. I know you love to bring that up. Well, that's the, the latest l- one he just did is because he's 34 years old and he spent his entire, 32 years old, he spent his entire career in Houston. He Jose Altuve. Anywhere. The one that he signed 
in 2018 yeah. was because he was persona non grata because of the 2017 cheating scandal. No, but that no didn't, team no, wanted him. That's not true. No. That didn't even come out okay, yet. No did, one knew he cheated. You don't think that every team around the league knew no, about this No, I think it was simply oh, Boris now. saying I can make a good come deal. I'm going to make a good deal. Nope, it got adjudicated in, 20, in 2019, but this was percolating for two years prior, and everybody right. knows it. What about the extensions he had Steven Strasburg sign or Carlos Steven Gonzalez Strasburg or Xander Bogart? Was on, it was on an innings pitch count when he was a rookie. You got to answer for him. <laughs> I, I, I do. He's a flawed star, Strasburg was, and you knew it. Right, so, so you can sit there and say, oh, get the free agency. People are to say, go scratch. I don't know if you're going to pitch 120 innings. So you think Pete lied to us when he said, I'm he hoping. Absolute, no, he did exactly what Scott Boris told him to do. Be the company man. Say all the right things. Say you'll listen. Say that I want to be a Met for the rest of my life. Speak emotionally mm-hmm. when you talk about opening day and being at City Field. Do all no, of those no, no, no. So, okay, so I got to correct you on something because this is where I disagree with you. Be yourself. When, he probably said just be yourself. When he met the media and was asked about his contract incessantly, yes, he was coached up, no doubt yes. about it. When he did the interview the other night on SNY, he was not talking about his contract. He was being real. And real, Pete Alonso said, City Field is, quote, but, an electric but, factory. Okay, so, but here, and I'm getting emotional thinking about my first here, real opening day at well, City he, Field. Well, here's His the words. problem. He may be extraordinarily sentimental and emotional to the fans of Met, Met fans and to City Field. But his life, professionally, is now being controlled by Scott Boris. That's a fact. Mm. That is going, the same thing with Juan Soto. Same thing with Blake Snell. Same thing with Jordan Montgomery and J.D. Martinez and Cody Bellinger. All these you guys. You do get to make the final call. Uh, you do, but you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know that I'm right. <laughs> I I know he's right because I heard a story. And I don't want to reveal the guy's name because I don't think I'm at liberty to. But it, mm-hmm. there was a free agent, not a star. I had heard this story that there was a free agent. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Who said to his agent, Scott Boris, I'm good, Scott. Get me the biggest deal. I'm great. There's one place I don't want to go. And Scott was like, yeah, that's cool. Comes back to him a couple of months later and says, I got you this great offer. 
and it's from the one team he didn't want to go to. <laughs> so the player responds, I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And Scott's answer was, it's your only contract that's even close to this. And basically forced him to go to that team. Right. And I know the player and I know the team and I so want to say it. <laughs> but I feel like I can't. Right. You probably so should. Should I just leave hints? Just, just leave. Yeah, leave hints. Okay, here's the first tip. So people know they know. Every single person in New York would agree. They don't want to go to that city. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so we'll start with that here. That's hit number one. We'd all be like, yeah, who would want to go to... You know, other than our program director, who would want to... Oh, did I say too much? Who would want to go to that city? Cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'm really bad at this game. You're good at it. I'm, go- I'm good. There's enough hints that people get it. And then the other hint is Scott Boris Klein. You know, he once played for the Mets. So there you go. Uh, so, yes, I agree that Scott Boris pretty much controls the world. But I got one other Steve Cohen clip. Because really the story here is, do you think Steve Cohen wants him back? Because mm. I think everything you said, as much as I try to argue with you out of hope that I can shave this beard, (laughs) you're mostly right. You're right about Scott Boris. You're right. But do the Mets want him back? Because I think there are some Mets fans worried that they don't even really want him back. Mm -hmm. So here is Steve Cohen, and I want you to hear the question that Howie asked because it's a good one, and that was how do you balance the business of baseball and being smart with the emotion that schmucks like me and others have towards Pete Alonso? How do you balance pragmatism, which informs you how to best do business with the emotion of making a decision about someone who is is largely beloved. Yeah, listen, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you've got a lot of different factors that come into play here and I'm not tone deaf. Okay. Like I totally understand, you know, the fans love of Pete, you know, I can't predict the future. I don't know what their expectations are and we'll find out. And, and um, um, you know, there's, it, it, the reality is never one player that makes a team, right? It's a, that's why they call it a team. And we've got to do what's in the best interest of the club over any one player. But the reality is, is reality. I mean, Pete is a – it's not – you know, uh, he's, he's demonstrated he can play in New York. He can demonstrate – he's demonstrated he's um, – you know, he's he playing every game. I mean, he gets into a car accident and two or three days later, he's back on the field. I mean, like, I mean, he's playing 158, 58 games a year, 156 games every year. You know, hurt his wrist and he was back within 10 days when normally anybody else would have been taking a month. So, I mean, that doesn't go unnoticed. He's an important part of our team. And and, uh, you know, like I said, I'll say it again. I hope we work it out. How do you take that? How do you take that? It sounds like he has. It sounds like he's waiting for Scott Boris. Yeah, you know how I took that? He's coming home. Yeah. We got him. Ah, I mean, that's how I took. I took it as Steve Cohen basically. When you say, "I'm not tone deaf," mm-hmm. that's a very, very important yeah. whistle clearly, to us as Mets fans. He clearly wants him. He wants him back. He knows the vitriol that will come his way. And here's what else he knows. And I I find this to be sort of frustrating, and I sort of understand it at the same time. This attitude that a lot of Met fans have, because I don't speak for every Met fan, Mm -hmm. I just have a loud voice. That's the way I look at it. I'm certainly not a spokesman for Met fans. There's a lot of things I say many Met fans will disagree with. But I think most Met fans want Pete back. I can't say the same thing about two years ago with Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. I can't. 
There was an argument. Whoa. There were fights amongst Met fans about Jake's value and if Jake wanted to be here and his injury history yeah, I think and if he more... wanted to pitch. And I thought a lot of that was unfair, right. but there was a split amongst Met fans that I do not think exists mm-hmm. with Pete Alonso. No, you're right, because the one thing that you can't argue is that his injury history, it was, it was alarming. And so with DeGrom, not, not Alonso, obviously, but with DeGrom, it's, I love him, but if he's hurt again, we're, 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 we're going to pay him all this money and not get any value from it. And it, and it, it you just kind of got tired of it because it was the same story over. And well, over I didn't get tired of it, but you other people did. But a lot of people did. I'm right. just saying for those that had a dissenting uh, voice than yours. But with Pete, the only thing I would ask you, Evan, go ahead. If you take some alarm to what Steve Cohen just said, go ahead. Was it's a team game and we got to put the team first. Not, I mean, now I know having Pete on this team makes the team better, but it was like he was laying the groundwork for the excuse of not signing him. The only excuse you have is money, and mm-hmm. that cannot and should not and better not be a problem with the owner of this team. The owner is a billionaire. Of course. The owner raised ticket prices this year in an offseason in which they did very little. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. The difference between 230 and 260, 230 million and 260 million? Yeah. Really? Nominal for him. I don't want to hear it. And any Met fan who makes that argument, well, Evan, I, I'll tell you, I'm willing to give him 225, but 250 is too much. Excuse yeah. me? <laughs> when did you become like Steve Cohen's checkbook? When does that mean? There's no salary cap in this sport. This isn't the NFL, this isn't the NBA. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that crap. Right. It better be 100 million. Like the difference. Yes. It can't be marginal million. Like the di- as much as I've grown to accept it and much as I hated it, Jacob deGrom was an injury question. Mm-hmm. And the Mets didn't want to give him those years. And as of right now, the Mets are right. And Pete Alonso, what are we talking about? We're talking about money. Well, this is a billionaire owner that saved the Mets from the Wilpons. And that's why, I trust you, Steve, you said you're not tone deaf. I believe you. You'll sign Pete Alonso. Unfortunately for me... He's not going to do it right now. No. And this razor, this wall razor that I have, that's very powerful. Like, you put that, plug this thing in, this thing is going to buzz. It's going to hum. Right. And it's going to take all this disgusting hair off of my face. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to use it anytime soon. That's why I got to make a deal with you bastards mm-hmm. to get out of this beard. That's right. Which I'm still working on. <laughs> We're making other bets before we settle this one. Right. That's yeah. right. Now, they will have a decision to make because coming up on Tuesday at 4.30... Lugie, Sean, and Tiki, they have a deal in place or a deal offer made by me on how to get out of my beard. They'll have to vote upon it amongst themselves, think about it over the next few days, and decide if they're willing to accept it. Here's what the offer is in case you care. Starting, I guess, the first week of March, so real soon, I would have to color my beard every single day. Every day, you guys would color my beard with whatever you guys decided. And I would have to do that every single day until... (laughs) Opening day in which I will shave half of my beard off and walk into City Field on opening day with half a beard. Right. I will look like a circus freak. When is your book? When is my book? Signing? I don't know when my book signings are, but my book, My Mets Bible, of course, hits bookshelves on April 2nd. You can pre-order now on Amazon. All right. So you at least have to do one book reading or signing with it half shaved. Oh, you're adding to this now? Are there book readings? Is that what you do? do? Really? Really? Of course. Yeah, but how do you read a scorecard? 
No, I, no, I wrote a book, is dude. A, it's a book. I know there's anecdotes around it, but I, no, it's not exa- the book is a no, book. No, it's a full book, dude. The, the scorecards oh, I thought are the just, scorecards were attached no, to like, the anecdotes. Just, they're just the attachment. It's like a it's like a picture, but right. then I write, I'd say, 800 words oh, about the that book game about and the, the experience. Yeah. I didn't get an advanced copy, so I don't know. No, I didn't either. I just saw the loose papers. Well, first of all, <laughs> I didn't get the advanced copy yet. I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it next week. Oh, yeah? So you guys will all be right. able to have books. And by the way, I warned you, SNY. I am going to be putting just like 50 books in front of me like a wall. Like I'm going to build a big, beautiful wall, and I'm paying for it. And it's going to go way up, and then it'll, it'll like promote it or something. I'm going to be a book whore. I should call Gary Myers and get advice. Right. Let's go to – let's what? That's a compliment. He's very good at no, that. No, he's great at it. Yeah. He did a signing at Giant Stadium with, I think, yeah. Carl Banks. Or... Right, he did. Dude, he's, he's as good of a book right. as there is. I got to learn from the best. He's, he's, he's great at it, to be honest with you. Let's go to, all right, Nick in, uh, on the Jersey Shore. What's going on, Nick? Hey, Nick, what's up? What's going on, guys? How what's are up, you? man? All's good. We're hey. doing well. What's on your mind today on this beautiful Friday? Well, I, I got a couple things on my mind. I think the thing that needs to come off my mind is what's on your face. <laughs> I know. Like, I, God, know. Dude, I know. Come on, bro. You're killing me, dude. You, I mean, you're a good-looking guy, you know, but you, you, get rid of it. That's all I got. Well, say. I made a bet. That's why I'm trying to get out of it. I made that offer yeah, where... Well, you know what? Yeah, and, and you stand by your bet. So I, I call, kudos to you for standing by your bet. One thing I gotta say, yeah. Hey, Sean, you yeah. got trucked by Geo, dude. Did I mean, I not... didn't really. If you watched did... the tape, well, I did watch the tape, so you didn't get trucked, but you... it looked like he got the center of gravity. I, I'm getting, I'm getting so... a little sick and tired of hearing about this. I threw well, that play. Well, first of all, can you no, no, hold on one second before right, you continue? Explain what you're talking about. Yeah, what happened? Because okay. I, I know vaguely about it, but I'm certainly sure a lot of people in the audience may not be. Why did you? Were you in any position to truck Greg Giannotti, our morning show host? So. The... Your mic is off. Who turned my mic off? All right. The idea Turn was Boomer completing a pass, and could Al get the snap to Boomer and Geo still protect or rush the pick? Could Geo get to Boomer before Boomer could complete a pass? So I was playing O-line next to Al. Oh, got it. So the idea was I had to be the one to block Geo. I knew the bit. I fell over. A little reveal there. Mm. Al kind of tripped over me, and it, I took one for the team so mm. Geo could have his moment. Wait a second. You... It was it was like scripted. It wasn't scripted for Gio. I let Gio have his moment. Uh huh. You I see. threw it for Giannotti? Of course I did. Mm-hmm. For him to get after Boomer, Boomer still completed the pass. Does Gio know that? Now he knows if he's listening. <laughs> he may not believe you though. But right? see, I don't care about getting embarrassed, so that's fine. I, I did something for my friend Gio in that spot. Were you a guard technique or tackle technique? I stood there like a fat beef patty. <laughs> I, I mean, what are you talking about? Fat. And Back. you know what? Look, time's passed now, and I'm getting a little tired of getting cold down. So, look, a little reveal I just, there. I just wanted to know what your like kick step was. Did you like drop back? And kick step. He wasn't back. doing anything. He threw and, it and on you, purpose. And you punched. I, I mean, I got crouched down, and I went to go up like a chest press. Kick okay. step. I'm not Luke Pettigrew. I know, but you got to kick step. Otherwise, you have no power. But then Al, if you look at the video, Al takes out my knees too. It doesn't help. He's supposed to be my teammate on mm. it. It was just a look. It was a moment. I was a team player. I shouldn't have done that for Gio. Gio should have won on his own, but what are you going to do? <laughs> See, I think enough time's gone by where he's not going to believe you. He's going to think that you're just saying that now to save face. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and that's fine, but I don't care who believes what. I'm just telling you my story, and sometimes I... a story's a story. You're a better man than me, man. When we're playing pickleball, you think for a second I thought about, oh, I'm going to throw <laughs> no. it for Sean? Way, I'd never do it for you to shave your stupid face like everybody thought, too. That's the funny part. Like, when we played pickleball with that on the line, 
People genuinely thought, and this is why I was in a no-win situation. Even if I beat right, Sean, right. there were going to be people thinking, oh, it was all a plan. He lost on purpose. Here's the so Evan could get rid of his beard. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Here's the thing. That was a one-on-one event where me and you were uber competitive to the point Lugie was upset at how competitive we were. And I didn't want to lose to you, point blank. No, I get you. I the, appreciate it. The Geo-Boomer thing? Look, I was helping out a bit. <laughs> I, I never knew that. I did not know that. Let's go to Kendrick in Suffern, New York. What's up, Kendrick? Ev, between your workplace relationship with Gio and Joe B fawning over Caitlyn Jenner, I'm surprised you guys were middays and not after, uh, late night. <laughs> Giannotti would eat me out. Hey, 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 that is an inappropriate thing. I misspoke, man. What do you want from me? Jeez. Well, let me tell you something. I haven't laughed that hard listening to the radio since that other moment that I just mentioned. That was, a good one. That was quite a moment. <laughs> Yeah, that's your Joe B moment, I'll tell you that. Um, so, uh, I, I have a thing here, Evan, with you. I know Sean is an adjunct professor now, and I oh. think you're teaching a class on reverse psychology as a net met and jet fan like myself, mm-hmm. in that you are trying to raise the bar here, and you are playing Tommy and Sean to get their hopes up for championships because you know, like I know, the fall from grace from all of these high expectations is only going to make you happy because that's the only thing you have to make you happy because yeah. that's the only thing See? I have. Ding, 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 ding. Kendrick, you're right. Well, you're nailing and, it. Yeah. Before I, I get cut off, yeah. uh, just a quick question for you cause with the whole Peter Alonzo you, you were talking about before. My whole thing is I want Pete back. I'm a Mets fan, like I just said. Mm-hmm. But before we make him a New York icon, what is his iconic moment outside of the John Cena wannabe home run derby? <laughs> so, what is his iconic moment mm. right now? Mm. He does. Yeah, like we, we talked. You know, you mentioned the Grom. Yeah. He had that game in L.A. Yep, yep, he was yep. an icon to me. Yeah. And, and you and I are, are on lockstep with the Grom. I didn't want him to go, and I felt like he was more of an all-time Met than what Pete is right now. And when I ask my buddies who are Mets fans, or when we're trying to figure out what is this end game with Pete, yeah, we we ask ourselves, what's his moment as a Met? Okay, I want to count. Can I counter that with a it's question? A good, it's a good question. Can though. I counter that sure. with my own question? Yep. In let's say nine or ten, so it's the equivalent. David Wright, who came up as a rookie in the midst of the '04 season, so he's comes in the middle of '04, '05, '06, '07, '08, '09. We're sitting here in 2010. You call us up. And I ask you that question. What's David Wright's iconic Met moment? At that point in his Met career, what was the answer? Uh, I mean, if you're telling me, uh, as a team, I would say we made it to a World Series at least. I well, mean, we, we didn't at that point, remember. Now, right. I, that's like... Yes, in 2015. David Wright himself, what was it? Right, because David Wright ended up having that iconic moment in the playoffs against the Dodgers in 15, a big hit, and Mm. then a home run in the World Series. But I'm saying 2009. And by the way, I'll answer it for you. His iconic moment, David Wright, was a game-winning hit against Mariano Rivera in the regular season. That's it. Mm. And we love David. So I think your question is flawed. That's my point to this whole thing. I'm not here to attack David Wright. I'm here to say because he hasn't had but, an but iconic moment in the first flawed? five years. But why is that flawed? Was did David it, Wright an all-time Met? Uh, yeah. When did he have his iconic moment? In 2015. It took him 11 years. That's my point. Yeah. No. Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm saying. I, you, I thought you were diminishing that actual moment. No, I'm saying. You're that, saying it takes a long time. 
Well, because I can to have it right. Because yeah, like, like think about every player that you remember. Yeah, that's that's whatever team, whatever sport. You, what's they, your iconic they, moment? I mean, there's, there's a couple. Probably the Wellington game. And what year was that? Two thousand five. Thank you. That's right? my freaking or, or point. Or the last game of my career. So let me get this or straight. The, uh, my the Kansas season. City game. Too. So let me get this Kansas straight. City was also... Your two iconic moments. I'm sitting next to the perfect example. I didn't even need to use right. David Wright. Your two most iconic moments were in the last two years of your NFL career. Right. But that's when I got good. Before that, I wasn't. I wasn't even close to being a memorable giant. So then that maybe that's why David is my point. Like David Wright was the you knew face it right away. Right, right away. You knew that he was. But he didn't have the iconic moment that Kendrick's asking for. Because right. right now, if I had to answer Pete Alonso's iconic moment, we're taking out the home run derby. It's either the rookie home run record or it's that game winner hit against the Cardinals in 2022, which I thought was an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Lugie and I were sitting right here because it was a Yankee Day game. It was like a nerve wracking day. I think there was a big error by Eduardo Escobar in the sure ninth was. inning. Yep. Yep. And Pete at that home run. And I remember arguing with Craig because Craig's like, dude, it's a regular season game. Yeah. And I said to him, there are certain regular season games that matter more. You can't go on the road with that kind of loss. It would have been a bad loss. You hearing this? And Pete Bale, I, I, as soon as I said it, I knew I was in this, trouble. Sean? I knew I was in trouble. It doesn't end. <laughs> Stadium series. You hearing this? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> different. You're in the, the moment. That's different. You're in the midst of a long winning streak. Very, right. very different. But the oh, point okay. is, that would probably be my answer. Right. But that's not enough of a reason to say, well, then he's not an iconic Met. No, you're true. Because for, it, it might not have happened yet is, is, is the point. Yes, you're, you're forgetting an obvious one, too. Good. A week ago, we honored A-Rod. It took him five years to have his iconic moment. With yeah, just no, the you're point. right. You're right. I think it'd, be, it'd be interesting right. to think about all the guys we consider stars of the teams that we follow and way. what their iconic moment was. Like, what was Eli's? It was probably yeah. the Super Bowl in 2007, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Escaping the sack, which he never did. Mm-hmm. And, totally. and throwing it to David Tyree and then the touchdown to a series of moments. A touchdown to, to Plexico, Plexico. Right? I think about my brother. What was his iconic moment? Because he played forever. <laughs> the pick six. It was exactly the pick six against the Philadelphia Eagles. They closed the vet. The last touchdown in the vet was my brother. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right? But every great player you think of, they have that moment. Yeah. Peace just hasn't happened yet is what you're saying. No doubt. <laughs> Where the hell's the banner? I'm sorry. Well, <sighs> it's fr- It's a week. Where's the banner? I don't know what banner you're talking about. The A-Rod Day banner. We retired the man's number. I have it. I I found where it was. I know who took it down. I'm not going to reveal their name. It's not right. Forget who took it down. Hang it up. Excuse me. Can I answer? I was going to give you an answer. Right now, the banner is being cleaned. Okay? Mm. We're in the process of sprucing up the A-Rod banner, the number 13 retired jersey. And it'll it'll appear up here at some point. I can Cleaned promise you that. Why? <laughs> I know. Because it got dirty. It was fine when it was here. The, well, the toilet paper shortage was in 2020. <laughs> Why did it get dirty? I'm not at liberty to explain what happened with that jersey. All I, in your face. All I could tell you <laughs> is that last night after the Nets game, we had someone on the air who is a very nice guy and he does a great job. He gets a lot of on-air mentions these days. His name is Al Cintron. Cintron. Does a great job. I don't want to reveal what happened, but Al mm. took the jersey and it got dirty. And I, t- I spoke to him about it. We're good. We're in a good place. And he promised it would be clean, and it is being cleaned. I don't know why Al decided to do that, but he, he did something with the 13 jersey. Okay. the 13 banner. So then he should be punished. I don't know if you guys remember. It was actually a week ago at this First time. First of all, he's already been punished enough. He was forced to come on WFAN after the Nets-Raptors game okay. last night. <laughs> Fair I enough. think Al has served enough punishment. <laughs> I delivered a speech for the ages in which I said, 
Nobody should wear the number 13 forever. We'll look up forever. And within two days, it came down. Forever ended. And anybody could walk around here wearing 13 the last five days. Okay, here's what I will tell you. It is being cleaned. It is being uh, dry cleaned, I think. What are you, Belichick onto Cincinnati with me? I understand it's being cleaned. I'm just telling you where it is right now. It's being cleaned. He's working hard to give you a non-answer, Sean. I'm giving you an answer. I've already thrown my boy Al under the bus. I don't know why he decided to do that with it. Okay? And that's up to him and his family. I had no reason to know why there was tomato sauce all over it. I don't know. But he's a good guy. He apologized. And we're all good. And I'm cleaning it. And it's going to be fine. Do you even know how to use a washing machine? You don't know how to use a grill? I hired a professional. It'll be okay. Do All we right. Speaking of hiring, do we have to hire A-Rod Banner security? Because <laughs> what's to say someone right. else on the weekend doesn't want to defecate or do something to the banner? I have been told that when it, it will go up at some point and it will be safely placed where no one will be able to take It'll it. It'll be in a safe place. It will be in a, That's what I've been told. So sometime next week, we can have a... Reaffirming ceremony for oh, A-Rod. Oh, come Jeez. on. We got to do this again? <laughs> Even I don't know if you I have to start that. the banner for the weekend. I'm not doing that again. No way. All I know is the banner will be up soon. I can promise you that. Do you trust me? Kind of not. Really. not. No. <laughs> I mean, no, no. week. I said on Monday, fair warning by the end of the week, and now I look like I have empty problems. All I yeah. know is that Al Cintron's a good guy because he's taking the heat for somebody else, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but what did tomato sauce have to do with it? Uh, listen, I'm not going to get into what I do at home, okay? <laughs> Let's go to or some, what someone does at home. Let's go to Tony in Deer Park. What's up, Tony? What's up, pal? Listen, I just think that if with the beard, I think uh, say Pete goes somewhere else. Yeah. I think you should be forced to keep that beard for life, like the NWO, baby. I think you should keep that beard forever. I do. Why? You made the bet. Because you made this bet, and you went on, you're on the the drive home. This is the big time, man. Big time. You're putting bets out there, man. We're your fans. We love you, man. No, but that's why, but that's why, and this is very important to me, Tony, that's why I will make a deal to get out of it that pleases you. That pleases the audience. Yeah. I'm not like Russo. I love Dog, but Dog made that comment about quitting if the Diamondbacks won the right. series, and then he didn't quit, and then he agreed to do something with Howard Stern, and he never did it. Like, I'm telling you, yeah. I will agree to do something. Tony, you're going to have a say. Like, we're going to vote, but you're going to have a say. We're That's gonna, right. We're make sure that to the, our listeners that it's not like a Fugazi get rid of It's not Fugazi. It'll be a real reason First to get all, rid of the beard. If you guys agree and make me color my beard for a month... And then go half-shaven for days. How is that not, like, probably worse than even growing the beard? I mean, the beard is dope. I don't know why you want to get rid of it in the first place. Because it's just, it's it's disgusting. It's not. Even I have to admit, I was with you the whole time. It stopped being dope. Why? It's starting to curl weird. It's not growing well at the end. Yeah, it's making movements that don't make sense. Yeah. It's like the first time you saw somebody do the Macarena. That's what his hair looks like. And and today I combed my hair. I gelled it up. I parted it to the side. Yeah. I tell you, BT keeps complimenting how good I look. Right. starting to make me think. (laughs) But I appreciate it, Brandon. It means a lot to me. I can't even imagine. I don't even remember what you look like without a beard. I swear. It's been so long. (laughs) I've forgotten. It's gonna it's gonna look like when Tom Hanks got off the island and can't. <laughs> Ron is in Jersey City. What's up, Ron? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? We're good, dude. Good man. What's up? Um, I'm sorry to go back to what you guys were talking about, but that's fine. We're talking about the head the headbutt. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're the, talking the fight real, at the Devils game. There was a fight at the Ranger Devil game, and the Devil fan initiated the fight by headbutting the guy as opposed to like punching him or kicking him. Yeah. Well, there was a. In the 
playoffs back in '94, the Knicks and the Bulls. Yeah. And in Game Six, and the Bulls wind up winning that game. One of my best friends, who was a, who was a Bulls fan, was in my face after the game and was screaming and hollering at me so hard that I headbutted him and knocked him out. Wow. So he was out for about a minute. And then when while he was laid out, I was yelling at him, screaming, telling him, yeah, I told you to get out of my face. So the headbutt does work. Yeah, but, you but where did you make contact? Like the like the base of your head or like the top of your head? I used my forehead, and it hit, hit him across his forehead <laughs> and the bridge of his nose. Oh. oh, that's why. So it's a good strategy. Okay. What he said? Did it, yeah. did it, did it hurt you, Ron? No, nah, not at all. Look, that's he, what I don't understand. Like, how does that not hurt? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> it it kind of makes sense. My, I want to say this sweetly. My my oldest son has like a bigger head. Right? <laughs> and the other day, he, he's growing into his body. It's okay. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's awesome. By the way, like, why not have a bigger head? I wish I had a bigger head. So all of a sudden, <laughs> he accidentally headbutted me because uh-huh. we were wrestling, and I was like, ah. <laughs> God, that hurt. And I'm like, are you all right? Because my first concern was him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Like, it didn't even affect him. Right. <laughs> like, he felt nothing. And it caused major pain. So, yeah, I guess that headbutt is, like, a pretty good strategy. I still think it's highly questionable. I, I know. I got to look up, like, this. Is it considered dirty? Like, if we were in a fight and I kicked you in the lower region, we would all say, oh, that's below the belt. Yes. No pun intended. That's dirty wrong. fighter. Dirty fighter. Dirty right. fighter. Is a headbutt a dirty fight move? I don't think so. I think it's just a stupid fight move. I don't think it's dirty if you're doing it like the chest. I gotta look this up. I gotta Google this. Like, I what's the strategy of headbutting? Yeah, let me know. You know what it is? I think if you throw a headbutt early, it immediately makes the other person scared that you're nuts. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does give you the nuts factor. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is not that funny. Okay, I'm a three and a half inch guy. No, no, like you're nuts. Like what? What's wrong with your mind? <laughs> what's wrong with your mind? My, it's a you're very, the one spewing stuff. Today. All I'm saying is, it's you're nuts. You're talking about your son before you look. I wish I had a bigger head. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a tiny head. When I go to buy, I'm sure. Hats. I'm sure you do. <laughs> you just declared the nuts factor. I mean, <laughs> you guys have sick minds. I don't think I'm saying anything wrong. Do you think we have sick minds? Wait till we get the cinco. Yeah, I, I can't, oh, I can't wait. That's right. Sean's got a big list coming up. His cinco did five in twenty five minutes. I'm coming for that ass. We'll also get to Hal Steinbrenner's comments yesterday on why when you hear it, and we'll play it for you when you hear it. As opposed to reading it, it sounds to me like the Yankees have no interest in Blake Snell. We'll get to Hal's comments coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. College football is going to finally have an EA Sports video game for the first time in a very long time. A lot of people are excited about it. I'm excited about it. And what I'm excited about is that when I played EA Sports college football as a kid, I think it was EA Sports college football, they wouldn't have the athletes. Yeah, They wouldn't have the players. So what they would do is they would give you, like, the description of the player and the number of the player, but then the actual player wouldn't exist. But now we live in a different universe in which now athletes are actually going to get paid to be in the game. So they've got all 134 FBS teams in the game. Mm -hmm. Players are going to have an option. If they want to be in the game, which I'm sure everyone will want to, of course, they get, you ready for this, $600. Whopping. And a copy of the game, <laughs> which is, by the way, it's ridiculously low, but 
It's one of those things where, what are you going to say, no? Yeah. Well, Who's I mean, going to say no to that? And it's also, the there's no union. So if this happened in the NFL, it would be collectively, it would be part of the, the, the collective bargaining. I think, aren't they trying to start a union or they have a union, they, but well, it's not like a strong union? Uh, they have something now, these kids. Who was it? Dartmouth? It was one of the Ivy Leagues. I think it was Dartmouth that got approved to be employees. Right. So... It's it's slowly happening. We all remember Northwestern about six years ago, five or six years ago. They tried to unionize and it got it got shut down by the National Labor Relations Board. But eventually, it's going to happen, especially with the money that's involved with these athletes. Now, this is a minimal amount of money, but I think if college football players, if you, I mean, you love the game, all these guys game now. You want to see your name in it, uh, damn right. And so you're, and if you're good enough to be in the game, you're probably making some kind of NIL money anyways. But wouldn't that make it's you a, more likely to stand up and say... No, because it's it's for everybody. So right. like the the guard gets 600 bucks too. And the, I don't know, the backup D-tackle, he gets $600 as well. Those guys don't have big NIL deals, but a lot of these guys are making serious money. Well, think about it this way, because I heard 600 bucks, and I was like, boy, that's crazy. But then you hit on it. Everyone's getting paid the same. You're not yes, going to differentiate right. between a backup and a mm-hmm. starter. So if there's 153 schools right. that are in this video game, and let's say you want to say there's 50 guys on a roster. 100. There's 100 guys on a roster? And the college yeah. teams have 100 players. That means there are 15,000 kids eligible for this. And yeah. if you're paying each kid $600, that adds up to $9.1 million. Yeah. Now, the game is probably still going to bring in more than that, right? Of course. <laughs> so they they're making out okay. They wouldn't do it. I mean, that's that's it's probably a rounding error on the number on the uh on the on the total revenue that they're going to make from this game. But here's what's really and then funny. And they're going to promote it. Yeah, right, right. right? Now the kids oh. are going to start saying, "Oh, I got my name. Luke. Get get this game because I'm in it." And they'll be playing it on social media, yeah. the whole thing. I mean, it's actually pretty brilliant, especially because there's not there's no union, so they can't so like the stars can't drive the number up. Right. So that that nine point one million comes twenty million. Well, and also, how do you differentiate between which kid gets paid what to be in this video game? But I also read something really effed up slash vengeful slash that's kind of funny. All right, if you are a student athlete that says, "Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I don't want it. I make enough money. You're using me. I don't think it's cool to be in the game. I don't care about the game. Save you six hundred bucks." Save your extra copy of EA Sports. I read this morning that you will not be able to create that person and create a player mode. Oh, that they oh. will find a way to block them. Oh, that's interesting. Like they're on some list. Yeah, but how would they do that? I mean, they're able to do it just, in other games. You just create the same exact player and you change the name by a letter. Yeah, I, d- right. Is this? I mean, it's I could be wrong about this, but Lugie and I don't know if you do you play games. By the way. I used to play video games a lot. Yeah. Okay, I could be wrong. I think WWE does that with certain individuals that they never want to have mentioned mm. for, for like, really effed up reasons. Sure. Obviously, they're bad people. Yeah. Right. I don't think you can just go create, like, Chris Benoit. That's the guy I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Who's a disgusting human. Of course. So I think that there's ways to do it. Now, obviously, there's a reason why the WWE would do that. Being vengeful to a kid who's not taking you $600 is insanely dopey. Yeah, it makes no sense. But... I think there are ways for them to block it. Yeah. Just like if you try to buy a um, a jersey in which you put a name on the back, a lot of teams will block it. Like there are certain names you will not be able to just create and create a jersey mode when you're trying to buy a jersey. So there's 
Yeah. When we were kids, Michael Jordan wasn't in any video games. So you had to like create Michael Jordan. He wasn't in any of the games That's that I can remember. No, he wasn't. So that was a good I don't example. I remember that. Yeah, back well, you in know, the day. There might have been one or two games, but most yeah. of the games you, you know who else wasn't Jordan. in video games? I, if I'm not mistaken, Boomer. Because that's when they made the quarterback club. Oh, yes. Boomer and oh. a few other quarterbacks formed that group and said, we're not doing it. They, I think they made their own game, right? I think so. Qu- I think yeah, so. NFL quarterback club. Right. And the best baseball game of all time, nobody was in the game. Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. It was all made-up names. That's true. It was a was, fat, was, fake Matt Noakes hitting the Yankees. Ken Griffey Jr. in the game? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Junior was in that game. Junior was the only one. Yeah, Junior was in the game, but he was the only one. Yeah, it was great. It was a great video game all time. I also think, like, remember that (laughs) there was a time at the end where Barry Bonds was the one baseball player not in baseball video games, and I forget what the 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 name was. MVP Baseball. It was before MLB the Show, where Bonds was not in it. So there's always been kind of those stories where one guy or a group of guys, like for different reasons. (laughs) Oh, I'll give you another one. Anyone who crossed the picket line in 1994, like they called them scrubs, I think that's not nice, replacement players were never allowed in video games. And there there turned out to be some prominent lanes, like Kevin Millar, who we had on the show on Anti-A-Rod Day, was initially a scrub. I mean, replacement players. Yeah. Scab. Scab. Oh, I said scrub. Yeah. Scab. I'm sorry. Scrub. Scab. I apologize. Scrub Scrub would be like the Nets roster right now. Scrubs. (laughs) Right. A scab. Rick Reed. The former Met. Sorry, I just banged my knee and it really hurts. <laughs> You're such a, you're a grown you baby. I, know. I When I said scrub, I started laughing when you, you guys corrected up? me. And I kicked like the bottom of um, yeah, uh, like the, the, table. the table. And my knee is, <laughs> my knee is vibrating right now. Oh, That's impossible. I think I, tore my, I think I tore my ACL. No, you did not. Dude, I'm in a lot of pain. That's a torque injury. It's not a like a con. Um, I guess you can't tear it with a. Can you imagine if I tore my ACL? Oh, that would be that would be bad. Oh, dude, would never ever ever. Tiki's ever. about to be on WebMD for live, the next live, half hour. Live that down ever. <laughs> I tore my ACL. You know, just like laughing at something dopey that was said on the radio. Ay ay ay. Anyhow, can't wait for that game. I'm excited for it to come out. I'm more excited for the WWE video game that's coming out next month. That is going to be awesome. And by the way, they're doing the same thing. Where there are certain guys that are they're not putting in the game. Mm-hmm. Obviously not because they didn't accept money, but guys that are getting in trouble. So they don't want them on the game. Vince McMahon ain't going to be on the game. Smart. Brock Lesnar is not going to be in the game. Will The Rock be a current wrestler in the game? That's a great question. I don't think so. I think he's going to be one of those legends that you got to pay extra for. But, but I'll tell you right now, you got to pay. I, I pay it. It makes me and my kid happy. My kid mm-hmm. loves the game. I get the legends. Can you create a guy that looks like Rock that's not actually Rock? I think you can. Call I just him Boulder. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't have the time or patience to yeah. do it. But apparently you can do something like that. Let's go to Ken in Corum, New York. What's up, Ken? Hey, Ken. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, I got a Pete Alonzo comment and maybe a way for Evan to shave his beard. Go ahead. So, but, you know, I, I agree that if Alonzo leaves, that, that's not good because they're not going to re- replace that production but, you know, like you guys said earlier, he's being coached up what to say. you think it's possible he's saying all that and really doesn't want to be here? No, I think he wants to be here. In my gut, I think he he just wants to be paid fairly. You know why I think he wants to be here, and maybe I'm naive? When he answers questions, like the one he answered on SNY the other night, their hot stove show, and he talks so glowingly about opening oh, day. Oh, yeah, he was very enthusiastic. Yeah, so why would – do you think that's fake? Ken? I, I don't know. I mean, because he's he's always talking about um, you know New York, New York, New York. He's how great it is. He's saying yeah. that more than he's saying about the Mets. 
Well, I so mean, that's what makes me think maybe he doesn't want to be here. Nah, I think I think you're looking too close into it because when he says he loves New York and he's talking about City Field and the electricity at City Field, he's not talking about the electricity at Times Square or how Yankee Stadium feels. He's yeah. literally talking about the building he's in. So I think what scared a lot of people about Degrom. And I think every human is different. I'm an emotional person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, like it's on my face how I feel. Degrom was never like that. Yeah. And so when Jake would give compliments about New York or the Mets, it came very calmly. It came with a straight face. It didn't come with raw emotion. Right. And to a lot of people, that made them think he never wanted to be here. Well, Pete is the opposite. He has got his emotion all over his face. And I think that comes from a genuine place of I yeah, love it. I think, I think there are certain personalities that fit really well in New York, and you, and especially if you're outgoing, you you like the attention, you don't mind people coming up to you, then you're going to thrive here if you're good. I, it, Degrom never felt that way. Never felt like he loved all the attention. Well, okay, so or, you're right about that. That doesn't mean you're a hundred. Because one thing I learned about Degrom. And I learned this. I went to spring training years ago. It was before he became a star. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the Mets. Hey, I want to talk to Jake. I want to interview him. And they said, let me tell you something about Jake. Here's what they said. They said, he's a great guy. He is so focused on pitching, 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 pitching. It is like impossible to get him out of his rhythm. Right. This is spring training <laughs> in the first week of March. Yeah. And as the conversation's happening with the Mets, I'm sitting in the Met dugout at like 7.30 a.m. There's not a Met around. As they're saying this, guess who pops out of the locker room to go run in the outfield and start working out? DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And so they said, so he's he's also he's just doesn't... singularly focused. He's singularly focused, and he doesn't want to talk about himself. He doesn't like that stuff. That didn't mean he didn't want to be here, but mm-hmm. he doesn't love all that other stuff. And yeah. then there are other well, athletes. If you're here, you're great. You're going to get attention. Right. People are going to want to talk to you. They're right. going to want to have your autograph. They're going to want to engage and be involved in all this stuff with you. So... It's part of. I don't. I'm not saying it's part of the job, but it is a faction of what you have to do if you're a star athlete in New York. It but, just is what it is. But did you get any impression from Pete Alonso publicly that he doesn't want to be here? No, not at all. And did you get anything the, from Steve Cohen when we played those clips that not he doesn't want the, him here? The only thing that's giving me pause is Scott Boris. Well, yeah, because Scott Boris wants this to be the biggest number he can possibly get. 100. percent Therefore, the 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 the. His current the current team advantage doesn't exist. Like it's not there. Yeah. They're I think not, the only the, advantage they may have is tie goes to the Mets. If they match a big yes, offer or a point. team matches their offer, I have some confidence good that point. Pete Alonzo would say, I prefer it here. I would agree with that. That's the way I'm viewing it. And I don't think that means I'm just being positive. It's just the way I'm kind of viewing it based on what I've heard Pete say and what we've heard Steve Cohen say. Eddie's in Staten Island. What's up, Eddie? Hey guys, how are you? Good. What's Good up dude? today? How are you? Um, I just I just want to say, Evan, I'm a huge fan. Tiki as well. I listen to you guys all the time. Thank you, man. Um, and I totally uh, I was listening. I think it was yesterday. I totally relate to uh, irrational Evan. Because um, <laughs> you, you and Joe, let me tell you, you and Joe have been my Mets therapist for years. Okay. <laughs> Not an easy job, um, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Uh, but Evan, I got to say, I completely disagree with you about the uh, the hit in the hockey game. Um, and to reference this, look it up. It's on the web. Uh, look up. There was a hit. Zdeno Chara mm-hmm. did a hit on Riley Nash okay. of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I think Nash was, I think Nash was a little shorter than Zdeno Chara. 
Look up the clip of that. Look at that hit. Very, very similar hits, and tell me if it didn't have anything to do with the fact that Zdeno Chara towers over this guy. But that doesn't And I must it. say, I'm looking but at I must say it was right no penalty. I'm looking at the hit right now, by the way. That's the beauty of YouTube. I just saw Zdeno Chara leveling Riley Nash, and he definitely is a big man, mm-hmm. so there was a size thing. But he still elbowed him in the face. Like, why does it matter how tall you are? And that wasn't a penalty called either on that. Okay, but there was a penalty last night. You don't think there should have been a penalty last night? There might have been a penalty. Because it wasn't just of, a penalty. Guess... He was thrown out of the game. Like, and by the way, citing that to say, well, what about the Chara hit? Well, what about it? I, mean, I wasn't watching that game. It was a playoff game, apparently. Uh, do you remember that hit, Sean, by the way? I barely do, to be honest. No, I'm looking at it right now. But who cares? So they, they may have missed a call four years ago. Great. Congratulations. That deserved the penalty last night. You know it. You know it. Yeah, but the league then reviewed and saw this was not a dirty hit. No, the league decided not to suspend him. But he only got a match penalty. Yeah, which is being ejected from the game. Explain that to the non-hockey fan out Wait, there. Okay, that means they deemed it dirty enough on the ice to eject him from the game, which generally would lead to a suspension. The league reviewing it today tells you it probably should not have been a match penalty. He probably only should have actually gotten the penalty for the fight that incurred right afterward. Elbowed him in the face, bloody all over the ice in New Jersey. Disgusting. You need to let it go, man. The guy's played five minutes in the NHL. He has served how many minutes in the penalty box? How many? Uh, I think he has 15 minutes total, nine minutes on the ice. Okay. That's the kind of guy that you're rooting for. Congratulations. 10 minutes on the ice, 22 penalty minutes. All I know is this. Matt Rempe has arrived here with the Rangers, right. and we've done so much hockey this I'll week. tell you right what now, he's my to, least favorite Ranger right now. What happened to Charo in this, after this? I guess he didn't get penalized. I mean, he shouldn't have. Okay. I'm just... I'm just what the hell does that have to do with your seven foot five goon? Because it's the same. Bloodifying a devil on the ice last night. Bloodifying. Yeah, yeah. bloodifying. There was blood all over the place. I used a real word mm-hmm. or a fake word. Was it the hit or was it his head hitting the ice? Well, why did his head hit the ice? Because he was not, he was looking down at the ice. No, his head hit the ice because he got elbowed in the face by a he nine did foot not get giant. Elbowed in the face, he got elbowed. He got shouldered into into the, in the face. I mean, this is unbelievable. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's just, right. it's just a reality. Yeah, but he not, wasn't looking. It's the same thing with Nash. He's not looking. You've won a lot of arguments, Evan. You just got to take the loss. <laughs> right. I'm not home. taking a freaking loss on this. It was a dirty. This hit. is a size of disadvantage. That's it. They came back to haunt him because he wasn't paying attention to where the hit was coming. I, from. I mean, it was ridiculous. And you, as a devil fan, doing this TV is <laughs> disgusting. Let's go to Kevin in Garden City. What's up, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, I just want to talk about the whole uh, headbutton thing. Yeah. Um, the, the main reason that a headbutt works so well is if you get it right in someone in the nose and you're in their face, it's going to bloody them up and they're going to go blind from the shot. Oh, by the way, for anyone who could not understand what Kevin said, I understand uh-huh. speaking underwater. What he said is the reason you want to headbutt somebody in a fight, because we were talking about that, not from the, the what's this kid's name again? Hempel? Hempy? Rempy. Rempy. I'm already forgetting his name. I've only mentioned it 50 times today. What's his name again? Mike, Matt Rempy? Rempy. How is it? Mark Rempy? I'm a Ranger no, fan. No, it's Matt. Matt, it's Matt, Matt. Rempy. Matt Rempy. Clown. This guy's been mentioned way too much on the show the last week. He's rejuvenated the town. He's the new DeVito. Because he's, he's beating up all the local, the other local teams. <laughs> he's beating up. destroying everybody. He's fighting Matt Martin. Right. He's bloodifying Bastion. He's going all over the place. Three minutes a game on ice. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.